Hi guys, welcome back to the Ella Ringrose podcast. I'm your host, Ella. I just want to say this, I'm not kidding, with a shadow of doubt, this is the best podcast episode I've ever recorded. This wisdom flooded through me. It was not me speaking. I felt like I felt like Ella was asleep and it was like this higher, higher dimensional being speaking right through me. It was incredible. I'm like in shock. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to this podcast. I talked to you guys all about the intuition. What is it? How do we channel the intuition? How do we become more of an intuitive person? How can we connect to our intuition or our soul? And how can we quieten the ego and the dynamic between the two, the tug of war between the two? I mean, how many of you guys have felt exhausted sometimes because you feel you're in a tennis match with your intuition guiding you up into this beautiful world and then your ego dragging you back down? It's like this endless tug of war. And this podcast episode has really, really broken everything down from my personal stories and experiences um, from ignoring my intuition and how that played out, as well as following my intuition and how that played out. I speak to you about how I connect to my intuition on a daily basis and things that I've learned and things that I've never really shared before that, you know, will transform your life and they have transformed mine. Um, in regards to manifestation, understanding that it all starts from within. And I explain all of these things and how they link back to manifestation. And overall, I'm just really, really excited to release this episode. Um, I'm really, really happy with it. I'm really proud of it. And I just can't wait to do more channeled podcasts because I literally am still in shock. I feel like I wasn't speaking. It was like this different person within me. I kind of felt towards the end, I sort of woke up and went, wait, what? What what just happened there? Um, And I kind of get into the flow state, I think like two, three minutes in. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a little star rating. And yeah, without further ado, enjoy the podcast. Get a cup of coffee, your green juice, your water. If you're walking, enjoy your walk. Enjoy this podcast and really open your arms and open your heart to unconditional love. And enjoy this episode, guys. I love you lots. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Ella Ringrose podcast. So you may notice I changed the name once again. This podcast has gone through such a transformation. As we grow, we evolve, we change. And so when Ella evolves, she changes the name of the podcast. I've literally had so many different names from this. I started with the Blonde Bible podcast and I changed it to She Means Success. Then I changed it to The Goal Getter Mindset. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's only three times. Never mind. Uh, Well, now we're changing to the fourth. We're changing it to Ella Ringrose podcast now. I'm going to quickly explain. So I felt really inclined to change the name to Ella Ringrose for many different reasons. But the main reason being goal getter mindset is almost not in alignment with what I teach. I teach, I'm, I'm not teaching you to, you know, run after your goals, like try and get them with you, uh, manifestation. It's allowing, it's receiving, and it's almost the opposite of getting. Um, and so I just thought I'd change the name to my name because, you know, that's my name and I won't have to really think too much about it. So for now, it's the Ellaringer's podcast. And also, I have an academy. It's a seven week incredible transformational program course. It's seven weeks and it's called the Goal Getter Mindset Academy. You may have heard me talk about it. And this is academy that helps you manifest your dream life. Literally, it is such an in-depth course that helps you kind of unravel why your life is the way it is. Up to this moment, I give you masterclasses on all the universal laws, the 12 universal laws that are really dictating your life. We go into a morning routine, a customized one. We go into um, all this childhood 
childhood work, uh, self-development work that has um, created the illusion of identity or past self-image. Just It's such an in-depth course, right? And the name is called the Go-Getter Mindset Academy, which is, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I should change the name as well, just because it's, the, the content itself is so incredible, but the name isn't in alignment with me anymore. It's not resonating with my soul anymore. And I was like, okay, I'll change that later. But for now, we're going to change the podcast to get it going. So yeah, welcome to Ellaringer's podcast. But I had this huge epiphany today. So I literally grabbed my microphone and I had to talk to you guys about this. And it is the intuition, the intuition, the intuition and how powerful it is and how we really need to learn um, the art of surrendering in order to allow the reality we desire to unfold, to allow the universe to guide us to the things that we desire. And so when we get into manifestation, there can be this thing called the manic manifester, which is someone who is very, very much, you know, in a needy vibration. And with the law of attraction, you attract who you are not what you desire necessarily. You attract who you are. So that's why I always speak about embodying the feelings of the things that you desire because you are attracting who you are, the vibration you are in. So the thing about this is, and the manic manifester, is that sometimes they are so attached to the outcome that they are so alert, being like, when's it gonna happen? Where's it gonna happen? How's it gonna happen? How's it gonna unfold? All of these different needy vibrations, trying to seek how is it gonna happen? Maybe because underlyingly, there is doubt there, there is fear, what if this doesn't happen, right? Okay, that's what the manic manifester usually experiences, okay? So they could be doing everything right, they could be meditating, they could be scripting, they could be doing all of these things, but their dominating vibration is neediness, it's needing. Okay. And so this is what I really wanted to help any of you guys who maybe think you may be a manic manifester. And there is nothing wrong with that either. I remember when I identified about a year ago that I was a manic manifester, I was panicking at the start. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a manic manifester. I'm doing this all wrong. Like, what do I do? How do I fix this? It is completely okay because once you're aware of it, you can change it. So it's not like you're doomed and you're stuck in this manic manifester state. You're becoming aware of it and now you can change it. So that's incredible, firstly. And so what I came up with, this is the the big breaking epiphany, okay? So us manic manifestors, maybe we feel uncertain right now. This is a very uncertain time for a lot of people. Maybe you're feeling anxious. Um, for me right now, I'm recording this, it's 11.11, which is, wow, there's been so much synchronicities that have happened today for me. Um, it's absolutely mind-blowing and it's only three o'clock. Three, oh my God, of course, I checked the time, it's 3.11 p.m. Um, but there's been so much crazy things even happening today. It just feels like everything is in alignment, it's crazy. I feel really, really good today. And so the thing I realized is a lot of us, we're trying to figure out how is something going to happen? When's it going to happen? And what you need to do is detach from the how, the when, um, where's it going to happen? You need to detach from all of these things because when we get so attached on one certain way of it happening, you're blocking so many other gateways that they that might happen. That might happen. <laughs> that might happen. So let's say you want to manifest love, right? And you really want it to be in person. Okay. You really want it to be like old school and um, you're like, I want to run into them and I want it to be old school. I do not want it on like dating apps. I don't want it, any of these things, right? Okay. And the thing about that is, although it's incredible, you know what you desire, it's to understand that there is so many different ways and opportunities that this one thing can come to you. It could be an Instagram message. It could be a friend of a friend setting up a blind date. It could be meeting on the street. You don't know. But if you're so attached on this one specific outcome, you may be blocking that exact thing to come into your existence. 
And of course you can manifest someone talk, like coming up and talking to you and all of these things, but it's really just to disidentify and detach from any sort of reasoning to how it's going to happen and when's it going to happen and just have knowing. And that's where the buffer of time comes in, the divine timing. It's waiting and just knowing that it's going to come. And you take the moments and the steps as they come, as they unravel. Okay, the key word here is unravel. And so what the big epiphany I had of realization is because a lot of people are so fixated on the future, they're not in the present moment. And all we need to be, I hate using this word because I don't know what other used to word. Uh, the only thing you need to be worried about, in quotations worried, because you don't need to be worried. Um, the only thing you need to be aware of, right? The only thing you need to be aware of and your only job, okay, that's actually such a better definition. Your only job right now is to live in the present moment and allow your intuition to give you nudges to certain things, right? So this is this goes back to the secret in the movie when they say you don't need to know the roadmap, you just need to know the destination, right? You need to know that you want to have love or whatever it is. And it's all starting with going within. So I'm going to use the example of love for this podcast, but you could use it for anything really. But it's really to understand that when you try and attract love, for example, it actually has nothing to do with the other person. It has absolutely nothing to do with seeking something externally. It all comes from within. And when you go within and you treat within, you love within and you nurture within and you listen to within the intuition, the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it. Um, I always call it all of those names. I just, it depends on the day. Um, I'm really resonating with the word source recently. But when you go within, that's, and you start to feel whole within yourself, that's when you naturally attract it externally. And so what people may be, if they're trying to attract love, but again, you can change this for anything, um, and there may be a manic manifester, they're not looking within. They're saying, where is it outside? When's it going to make me like feel complete? When am I going to feel complete? When in reality, what you need to be doing is looking within and listening to the intuition from within. And that's when it pops up on the external plane, because you are already attracting who you are. You're not looking out there for how am I going to get it? You have to start with who you are. And that's how the attraction process works. And so what I would really say to you is be in this present moment and allow your intuition to give you nudges to where it is you desire. So let's say you're wanting to lose weight, okay? You want to, you know, maybe you've gained weight during quarantine and you want to lose a certain amount of weight. It's not to be fixated on when will I be this certain weight? Okay, if I ate this for 40 days, then this will happen. Stop focusing on the big picture in that sense, in that retrospect, and look within and say, all I have is this present moment. I'm going to allow my intuition to guide me to the correct choices. I'm going to allow my intuition to unravel how this is going to start because I know I desire this body. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I allow my intuition to guide me. And what that does is it removes you from the ego, the mind, and you're living more from the soul. You're living your life throughout the day with soul and less thoughts are generating. You're being more present. And when we do meditation and breath work and, um, you know, Wim Hof has an incredible breathing technique, which I do quite a lot. And something I've been doing since I was a kid, um, which is the most easiest way for me to get in a meditative, st meditative state is actually holding my breath. And I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. I know Wim Hof, um, you know, promotes holding your breath for a certain amount of time, breath work. Um, it's actually not breath work. It's like a breathing technique. Um, but or breath work is like actually the opposite. It's like flooding your ox your lungs with oxygen. But for me, um, when I was a kid, I used to struggle with trying to fall asleep. Actually, no, not struggle. I just wanted to fall asleep faster. Realistically, that's what I mean. And so I always visualize myself lying in the sea, 
like lying with my head up, my eyes up to the sky and sinking. And I know that can be scary to some people, maybe thinking that, I don't know. For me, it wasn't scary. It was a very calming thing. I mean, this in like a, a good way. So what I did was I was like, I would lie um, down in my bed, the same positioning I am when I'm lying down my bed. And I'd imagine I'm sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the ocean. And I was always holding my breath because that was the only way. Okay, I'll explain. So then um, I always remember, I couldn't, I never... Obviously, we're never aware of when we fall asleep. Like you can't identify when you fall asleep because your mind shuts off. So you can't identify it because you need the mind to identify. Um, But for me, I never remember having a single thought after doing that sea activity, like the holding the breath and imagining I'm sinking in the sea because I just fall asleep. And at the time um, when I was younger, I couldn't conceptualize it as what was this meditative deep, deep state I was falling into. I was sinking into, less thoughts were coming up. It was just getting darker and darker or lighter and lighter if you want to, because it it sounds scary to some people, but to me, it was a very beautiful experience and I still do it a lot. Um, And what I realized when I was holding my breath is that I was reaching this deep meditative state. But that was the only way I conceptualized it when I was younger. So I just associated it with, with it being the sea. Um, that's so funny. I just looked at my candle and it's sea salt chocolate. <laughs> I didn't notice that. And um, that was the way I did it. And recently I've been doing it again on my meditation. Um, I have a yoga mat I sometimes meditate on now. Um, I changed from my bed to my yoga mat um, in and out between the two. And I was lying down and I held my breath again and I just entered this deep blissful state of unconditional love and I'm not necessarily going to say how long I was holding my breath because I don't want you to try and like do much I'm doing if you know whatever so just trust yourself and um I actually told my mom this activity and she goes does that not kind of worry you like that you 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 know you're limiting breath but the reasoning it's so not scary is because you know you have access to oxygen oxygen whenever you desire to take that breath and so for me I'm not worried or panicked whenever I do it I just have this deep blissful state and then within like a good amount of time of me holding my breath and my eyelids are completely black and this is the craziest part is when I shut my eyes it's bright right because the sun's shining in or my windows are open but as I continue to hold my breath the light disappears and my eyes are just black and the back of my eyelids are just black and um, I reach this deep deep state within myself where I hear a voice and the intuition so that's an incredible way to channel your intuition so test out which works for you some people it's meditation some people it's breath work and for me it's actually doing the Wim Hof and breathing technique I'll actually link the Wim Hof breathing technique in the show notes and so you can check that out the certain one I'm talking about but that's how I channel my intuition so devoting that time in the morning and at night time to listen within and seek the answers that you desire but all you need to be concerned about or worried about or not worried about and focused on because it's a beautiful experience is right this moment and where is my intuition nudging me not two months down the line one month down the line when am I going to get this thing literally living in this present moment quieting quieting the mind silencing the thoughts and allowing that inner guidance to guide you to where it is you desire and where you need to go And when we look at the bigger picture, you may sometimes feel like things are not going to according to plan. You may think that things are not where they should be. They're not feeling right. I know for me, I get days where I go, this is such difficult work. I almost want to reverse this spiritual journey because it's so difficult. You're facing a lot of demons and shadows that you, you were so good at suppressing. Like the more you reach a higher state of consciousness, and I know if you're listening to this, you have a high state of consciousness. The more your consciousness expands, the more 
things that you've kept in the dark are getting released and getting shone on with light. And it's a difficult, difficult process. And so the days that you feel or the months, the weeks that you feel like there's a cloud passing you by, I want you to know all of this is going perfectly according to plan. And I love using the word perfect for that because it makes it sound like such a beautiful experience. Everything is going according to plan. Everything is perfect, regardless if you may not see it right now, regardless if, you know, you're really struggling, if things are going really bad, if you feel like everything is crumbling externally for you, I want you to know this is going according to plan. Everything is happening for you, not to you. And in the bigger state of things, you came to this world as a spiritual being and you were put into this human vessel, this body. You're put into this body to live this life. You weren't put here to just work and die. You were put here for a greater purpose, a divine purpose that you yourself specifically were put here to do. You're not just a coincidence. You chose to came to, to come here, really. Essentially, you chose to come here and you chose to experience all these obstacles and experience the 3D physicality of this world because spirit is energy. It's a spiritual realm. It's, it's not a realm we can feel or touch. It's just a knowing. It's the spirit. And so we've been put in this world to experience all of these different things and opportunities. And that's why I want you to know that sometimes these negative feelings may necessarily not feel good but it doesn't mean they're not essential for you to be here in order to also appreciate the good times. We wouldn't be able to appreciate what happiness was if we didn't have the polarity of that because then happiness would be underappreciated. It would be um, nothing. It would make you feel simply numb because you can't experience a higher state. So appreciate these times and know that whatever it is you're going through, it's just the ego trying to fight back. And the sooner you let go and allow your ego and your identity and your, the, the voice in your mind to just quieten and just say, you know what, I'm here now, I'm present. I am not the mind. I'm not the mind. And that's a big thing. For so long, I thought I was my mind. I thought I was my income. I thought I was my career. I thought I was my, um, my persona. I thought I was so many different things, but these are just attachments that the ego likes to attach to. And the thing about the ego is the ego is a, is actually a loving, it's coming from a loving place. And so for, so for so long, I used to hate the ego. I'd go, oh, screw the ego. I hate the ego. Why is it even here? But you actually have to understand the ego is not attached to God. It's not attached to source. It's not attached to the higher intelligence. The ego is the mind and it's an organ. It's not attached to the spiritual realm. And so it finds it really hard to conceptualize spiritual practices and spiritual as such as the intuition it finds it really difficult to conceptualize what is this knowing because the, the ego is so detached from spirit and so sometimes we find it really confusing and that's where the dark night of the soul comes in or shadow work or um whatever you want to call it ego death um i don't i don't like those words i don't like labeling it but it's like a tennis match between the ego and the intuition the intuition saying come on follow me follow me i'm the soul um you're i have all the answers because it does it's unconditional love it's judgment free yet the ego is so detached from the soul it it can't conceptualize it so it's in fear it's it's terrified of the unknown which is the intuition because it, trusting the intuition is like taking the leap of faith and saying you know what i don't need to know how i just need to follow my intuition the little nudges the universes are giving me you know the intuition is just um people say it's the in, it's the universe whispering to you it's taking the leap of faith that's the unknown and that for the ego is terrifying it's very very scary because there's no 
evidence. There's no logical reasoning. The ego is very logical. There's no evidence that it could happen. What if it doesn't happen? Because the ego is so fearful of being left behind because it's the logical fear-based person. And I like to give my ego a name because I like to identify it as a, a young, innocent, not innocent, young girl who's really insecure and she just craves love. And she, you know, when you see a bully or you maybe when you're younger, there was always that girl who's quite mean to you. And you kind of now know growing up that that person was suffering the most because whoever speaks bad about others and puts judgment into this world is what they're reflecting back on themselves. Because everything in this world is a mirroring reflection of your consciousness. So if you're putting out bad into the world, that's what you're pulling in. And it's what you are from within. Not saying you are bad, but um, if you are um you know talk that that person who does talk bad about people it's just because they're in pain so I look at it from the ego in that standpoint of having compassion and love for the ego that they are confused they're scared they don't want to be left behind so nurturing and giving love to your ego but also saying you know I don't need to listen to you I understand I love you but I don't want to take advice from someone who is fearful and scared and isn't willing to take the leap but doesn't have trust in knowing because that's what the soul is so looking at it from more of that aspect of I love you but I'm not going to take advice from you right now and who becomes the dominator the soul because you're starting to trust more with the soul you're starting to realize the soul has all your answers all your needs so whatever it is you desire and want to get to, you have to understand that it doesn't start with those things. It starts from going within and listening to the intuition and where that's guiding you. And I was listening to a beautiful podcast. One of my new favorite podcasts to listen to is Victor Odo and Paddy Papa. They're such an incredible couple. I also love listening to the dynamic of the two and the feminine and the masculine. They're just so incredible. They're a beautiful, beautiful spiritual couple. I highly suggest checking their podcast out. And um, one thing they were saying is when uh, Victor... Um, went through his spiritual awakening and he started trusting his intuition more and more one thing that the intuition told him was at the time he owned a gym and it was his whole income source like they owned a gym which is like a very successful you know like that's a business and the intuition was telling him to sorry, I'm like laughing the intuition was telling him to shut it down and I wish you could hear in Victor's podcast I think it's called intuition his podcast but the the episode but he was saying like what what like my only income source and you want me to like shut it down like he was so confused but now what he understands is it was taking the leap of faith into bringing his spiritual online business to light and now it's so successful so it, that just cracks me up because like sometimes you can hear something from the intuition and you're like what what the frick like I don't want this like so you just have to laugh with things and like have fun and align with joy and just know like everything is going according to plan surrender allow your intuition to guide you you don't need to worry about tomorrow next week you just have to focus in the present moment this very moment where's your intuition guiding you where is it leading you to and follow that and trust that and how you're aware if you're not following your intuition is that's how you make a decision you start replaying that decision in your mind and you try and try and um, almost um, validate it. You're like, oh, like, I mean, I could like it because I can do this and this and this. If you're trying to reason yourself into liking or believing a certain um, thing, like, oh, I'll give you a great example. Um, I remember a few months ago, um, my friend wanted to move to Vancouver with me and I didn't want to go to Vancouver. It was the last place I wanted to go. And my intuition was screaming, Ella, do not go to Vancouver. This is not what you want. 
but I found myself every night being like oh I actually would really like it and like Vancouver's really cool and you know all of these sort of things it's funny because now my intuition is like yeah you could totally go to Vancouver one day but at the time I hadn't been home to Ireland yet Um, I'd been living in Canada for years so my heart was telling me go home to Ireland first so you know that's what happened and I was like in my bed being trying to conceptualize and uh, validate the belief that oh I do no I do like this I do like this if you're doing that if you're trying to make excuses um you're trying to convince con- that's the perfect word if you're trying to convince yourself of something that is probably a, a very good indicator that you shouldn't be doing it uh, unless it's like breaking out of fear that's like a whole different ballpark but you you have this knowing within the two and so another great one I actually I have to tell you the story is it's basically I Um, worked in a gym in Canada and I was the receptionist okay and it was I learned so much lessons from there in the sense of I realized I will only like it was a decision to me a promise to my soul I'm only going to do what I love from now on once I get out of this job I'm only going to follow my heart and do what I love and now I do what I love I love doing my podcast I love filming YouTube videos I love writing Instagram posts and I, I just love what I do so much like I, I didn't need to record a podcast today, you know, like if anything, I should have taken a day off podcast because I've, um, you know, been doing a lot of like creating, but I just was like, oh no, I need to, like I got so giddy and excited. I was like, I want to re- record this podcast because I just get these bursts of like inspiration and I want to share them with all, them all, everyone because I'm like, oh my God, this is going to help people and like all of this stuff. And, and so anyway, uh, going back to the gym, um, I was working at this gym and um, I worked out a lot, like a lot at the time. I was working out six to seven days a week for like two hours a day, very intense, like weightlifting. Um, and I did, I got a really good body. I got like my muscles, like my body just like completely transformed. And then quarantine happened and then I, I haven't gone back to the gym since because the gyms have still been closed, but I go walking, that's like my therapy. But it's funny because now the gym isn't where my heart is. I know the gym isn't for me. Walking is my therapy, it's my everything it has helped me in the darkest times going on the longest walk I get lost in walks if you guys know me and from my YouTube and things like that you'll know I go on like three hour walks two hour walks every day just like it's my everything um and also I think it's really nice for your feminine energy as well um so I really enjoyed I love being in nature and I love seeing the sea and just the thought of being in a gym almost makes me feel like it's a it's cutting off source to me because the sea and nature is such a big part of my life now. I feel so connected to the trees and the the sea. It's like this weird oneness. I, not weird. It's this oneness I feel. And the gym just right now isn't for me. But if you're listening and you love the gym, totally. That's your intuition telling you you love it. Just for me personally, I was able to identify that. I'm not saying the gym is bad because it's it's not at all. It's like so healthy and incredible and amazing and a stress reliever. That That's just my personal, like um, not opinion, my personal experience, which right now is what my intuition is telling me, right? I'm just listening to my intuition. But at the time, all the, uh, the personal trainer manager kept telling me, oh, you should be a personal trainer because I was working out a lot. And, you know, if you're a girl, especially in um, Canada, if you're a girl um, and you have a good body, um, it's going to be very easy to get girl clients in a, a gym. That's what they would tell me anyway. They were like, yeah, you could totally get like tons of clients. Um, so I remember not wanting to do it at all because I knew and I saw all the personal trainers, they were there 24 seven. Like they'd be there at five in the morning till like 11 o'clock and then they'd be back at 3 p.m. till like 9 p.m. at night, like really eating up their entire day. And for me at the time, my main devotion was my YouTube channel, trying to grow this because I wanted to p- pursue my passion full time. And so 
it was this crazy weird experience for me where I was ignoring my intuition at all all costs because of fear I feared how am I going to pay my bills because if I keep working the reception job job I was earning peanuts I was earning like 1200 a month no yeah like 1100 Canadian dollars a month um sometimes it was 1200 but yeah that much a month and I was commuting two and a half hours a day to this job um and I was you know I had to pay rent which is really expensive in Canada you can do the math there and um I well yeah I had to pay rent groceries commuting was like 30 dollars a week um I I like to get organic just like uh, there's so much expenses that go into this and you know I was buying courses and saving up and you know I was just really really broke so my fear my ego had to overtake and was screaming at me do the personal training do the personal training do the personal training like my ego was like do it do it do it do it but my intuition was like Ella this is the last thing you need to do like focus on your business continue with the gym you're fine like you don't have any savings but you'll be fine for now I just have this deeper knowing deep innate knowing and I know a lot of people would look at me and go oh my god you don't have savings uh, like all of this stuff but it was just this weird knowing that I'm fine in the job in the receptionist because it was the perfect amount of hours for me in the sense of I only worked like five hours a day and then I could go home at like 3 p.m or 4 p.m but sometimes I'd work nights and but anyway my intuition was literally telling me do not take this personal training job whatsoever but my ego for days would be trying to make me like it being like oh no you'd love it for this and this and you'd feel so cool and you'd feel like all this and and I could feel I could hear like I was in my mind all the time like playing this narrative this story of like oh no I love it I love it and I felt numb for like a week like numb in the sense of so detached from my intuition of my body because I was going against it and I sometimes feel the intuition can get no the the intuition of the soul is unconditional love but it was almost like my intuition felt betrayed (laughs) because I wasn't listening to it whatsoever and I felt sad because I could feel that that tension I felt the tug of war polarity of me pulling one way yet my soul was like no no come with me like it's fine like you know what you need to do and luckily in the end I did follow my intuition and everything worked out so much better and more perfect than I could have ever imagined but if I had gone the other way I don't know what would have happened and that's why I always say the intuition is the best and greatest gift of them all And it's also one of the hardest things to conceptualize to the ego because it's so detached from knowing, because it's fear. Whereas the intuition, the soul, is love. And so from all of this, I really just want you to take away trusting yourself and putting yourself first. And I'm running a book at the moment and one of the main things I talk about in it is self-validation. You know, not always asking people for advice on what they should do because when we ask people for advice, we're devaluing our intuition because all the answers lay within. And a lot of life, we're always looking externally, trying to find out what can we fix externally? What can we get externally? And we're, you know, not realizing that the focus is actually on us. The focus is within. It's not out there. It's The more you focus and go within on yourself, the better your external reality is. But it's not the the end goal. The end goal isn't to be filthy rich and to have the most incredible relationship like okay this is the thing I mean they are incredible and I'm striving for that and everyone will strive for that because that's what they desire but the real core essence of life is looking within and being enlightened from within truly coming home to yourself because what happens is when we, we go back to the spiritual realm we're spirit 
we don't have all this 3D stuff to come with us. It's just our spirit. It's just us at the end of the day. And so looking within and going within and focusing from within, that is the real secret. Because if we continue to hold our pleasure um, slash happiness on the external, if that gets taken away at some point, then all we're left with is ourselves. And when we eventually, you know, leave this, this planet, we will be just with ourselves. So that's why nurturing yourself from the inside is the most powerful, incredible journey you can go on. And that is spirituality. A lot of people ask me, what is spirituality? Like you see, like if I say, oh, I'm spiritual. And for so long, I was like, what is it? Like, because like I, I didn't want to conceptualize it from an ego standpoint of being like, oh, we're really high consciousness beings, like high vibrational beings. No, what the spirituality is, is it's looking within finding the answers within, digging deep within yourself. And that meditative state is there. And what happens is a lot of us numb it out with a lot of things such as food. Food is such a big thing I'm coming to realize, like how much food is medicine. Um, you know, certain types of food will literally numb you to the core. Um, yeah, I, it's crazy. Like fast food and really deep fried food, which I still love. I'm, I, you know, this is one thing I get jealous. Some people who go through spiritual awakenings feel repulsed with fried food. I wish that was me. I still love it. Um, I don't necessarily crave it. Like I eat like good food. Like right now I make this like mock chocolate milkshake thing. So I'm back on OMAD eating one meal a day. I'm like one big meal. So I usually have like a, like a lunch feel, like, like a dinner, like savory meal and then a sweet meal. Um, but I make this chocolate milkshake. So it's like two um, teaspoons of maca powder, um, two teaspoons or like two, actually two tablespoons of cacao powder, um, a frozen banana, um, oat milk, uh, cinnamon and a little bit of vanilla essence and like three dates. And then you can also put spinach on spinach in if you want to. And it makes like the most delicious, delicious, like healthy chocolate smoothie. It's divine, but, um, it's pouring rain. I don't know if you can hear it. It's quite relaxing. But the thing about that is, um, the thing about that is, is food is a huge one that numbs the intuition. So be, be more wary of what are you consuming? Like the food you're eating, are you drinking a, more, a lot of water? I drink so much water and I just notice my entire state change if I drink a glass of water or a bottle of water. Um, I can feel that. I can literally feel it in my core. Like my whole state just shifts. And so, wow, it's really pouring right now. Um, and it's just becoming aware of the state that you're in and listening from within and listening to the intuition on what it wants and you can nurture your intuition and become more intuitive as time goes on if you don't feel you're that intuitive now do not worry because then that's the ego creating more fear just allow and surrender and then ask the universe say a prayer say what is it that I can I can do to channel my intuition or become more intuitive and you will get that little nudge towards a certain aspect maybe it's yoga maybe it's drawing maybe it's painting for me it's nature literally walking around trees and the sea I get all the messages I need I get all the downloads through nature my intuition just runs wild when I'm in nature for me because I'm very connected to the sea I don't I just adore the sea I can't get enough of it not necessarily even swimming in it just I have to be near it it gives me so much clarity and peace of mind and I go there every single morning at the moment I am because I'm in um, self-isolation because I was away on holidays in Greece but um, I'm able to go out now in like two days so I'm really excited but um, yeah for me it's nature some people it's yoga for me it's breath work um, some people it's meditation 
um, painting, whatever it is, it's a nudge. It could be knitting. Like it, it can be so many different things. It's finding that meditative hobby that allows you to just bliss out and not be in your ego, your mind. Because how we get intuitive is we have to quieten the mind so we can hear or have that feeling, that knowing. And you can still do that if you have a chatterbox monkey mind, because I have all my life. My mom raised me really trusting my intuition. She always told me, trust your gut, Ella. What's, what does your stomach say? <laughs> what does your, your gut say? So she always kind of trained that in me. But do not worry if that's not there for you. Um, because sometimes it's, it's actually, the intuition is always there. It's just sometimes we, know it, we we block it out because we don't trust ourselves because our entire life and it's no one's fault to blame because it's social conditioning. Like do not blame yourself if you're not intuitive because it's it's social conditioning. The minute we, we literally can talk, we have to ask the teacher, can we go to the bathroom? We have to ask a teacher to go to the toilet. Like that's, that's crazy. That just gives us the first sign that we can't trust ourselves. We can't allow ourselves to do things. We need permission. So that's why a lot of time the... Um, the intuition gets put in the back burner because we're always asking people for advice and so what I do now when people ask me for advice some friends and family I say ask yourself and I mean it in the night no that I don't actually say those words I say like go within I mean because that sounds so rude I mean in like a loving way I'm like go within like what's 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 inside telling you what's your soul telling you I'm really going within and that's where you're going to find all your deepest beautiful answers and and then another thing is is when you start to go within when I started doing it a lot of memories can come up a lot of past pain a lot of past trauma and shadows can come up but they're for the greater good of what's happening you are evolving spiritually you're transcending into another state of consciousness you are healing and so it's all essential and part of the journey okay it's all essential and to have trust and faith and knowing within yourself that you wouldn't be given something that you can't handle and to have love and compassion for everything around you and just unconditional love and how you can tap into that is those free-flowing activities tap into unconditional love tap into the soul the intuition they're all the same thing they're all intuition they're I mean they're all love okay all love and the soul and the intuition are also judgment free I really want to state that so if you maybe have past trauma or past um no not trauma past doubt past um things that you're not proud of understand that the soul forgives the soul is not judging you the soul is not saying why did you do that the soul is like it's completely okay because the reasoning you're doing these things is because you crave love it is okay and that's what i really really liked about the soul and made me really enjoy spirituality from that that retrospect or that aspect is because it was loving it wasn't beating myself up which I did for so many years with the ego because I was living in my ego my mind is I would get into self-development and if I didn't follow through with something I would self-sabotage I go oh Ellie you're useless you didn't do this didn't do la la and that's why spirituality felt so aligned when I started to get into it because I realized that spirituality comes from love it doesn't come from fear doesn't come from hatred which I did for so many years trying to perfect this image of myself trying to be perfect and if I slipped up like a little bit with my people um with my perfection aspect of myself I was such a perfectionist I still am in some aspects Um, I'm trying to relieve that a little bit um I would self-sabotage like crazy I would give out to myself and that's not the soul and that's why spirituality has literally saved me because it comes from just loving yourself you know, we're taught if we sit, you know, if we slip up and we watch Netflix all day, that we're frowned upon, that we're useless, we're worthless, we should be doing more. When I like to, like, I, I love to look deeper. I love to dig deeper. 
Why are you sitting watching Netflix all day? Where's that coming from? Not feeling loved, wanting to feel compassion and love through numbing ourselves through a TV show or something, not numbing, because I, I still enjoy Netflix here and there. Um, but you, I hope you can get the aspect of what I was trying to say there is like a lot of people will look, especially a lot of motivational speakers, which I used to like follow, is they, they'll look at your actions and they'll go, you're useless, you're a loser, you need to get up off your ass and do stuff. Like you're all of these sort of things. And I'd always ask, but why are we doing that in the first place? And then when I started to dig, dig deeper into spirituality, it was because I realized the real deeper, real core of all of this stuff is because we're in pain of some sort. We're in pain, we're in fear, and all of these things come from the ego. Ego is what creates pain in our body because the ego or the mind is able to create emotions at any moment in time. And when we listen and dive into our thoughts, that's what creates negative vibrations in our body and pain and suffering that we bottle up then. And that's what down the line causes diseases and illnesses. So that's why when you get into the dark night of the soul or the ego death or whatever it is of quieting the mind, you have to deal with the suppressed emotions that you shoved shoved down and suppressed down. And then you can transcend or you are transcending while doing that. Um, but I always like to dig deeper. And I remember I did this coaching. I was kind of coaching some of my friends a while ago, um, a really long time ago. No, not a really long time ago, like a couple of months ago. And it was this huge epiphany I had. Basically, um, I was talking to a, gr- a group of people and they wanted to start online businesses. They knew every trick of the trade. They knew the strategy. They knew how to do it. They knew exactly how to do it. It was, cert- was dropshipping, basically. And I just was so in awe of how much knowledge they all had and how incredibly in-depth the studying they did towards dropshipping. They all wanted to be dropshippers. And I was blown away. But one thing I noticed is none of them had started. And so I questioned, I go, why why haven't you started yet? And they go, oh, we're waiting for like this to happen and this. They're waiting for the perfect moment. And so a lot of people would look at it and go, oh, you just need motivation. Or a lot of people would go, no, no, you just need the strategy to start right now. Or la-di-da-di-da. But for me, I looked at it a bit deeper and I went, it's because there's no self-love for themselves there. So the, the deepest core is the self-love, which in, rest, which in turn creates the confidence. And the confidence is what triggers the action to start the dropshipping business. So the core wound of it all was not believing they can do it. And so they're, they're putting it off because if you don't try, you don't fail. And so when I started to look at things from the spiritual aspect of what is the deep underlying emotion, and there's only two emotions you need to focus on, fear and love, okay? And so when I started to become aware that these are the only two emotions we need to focus slash worry about, all we need to know about is, is this coming from fear or is this coming from love? An incredible question you can ask is, what would a self-loving person do? And just sit with that, allow the intuition to guide you. So it's not to be critical of yourself. It's not to be hard on yourself. It's, it's to be loving to yourself. Understand that everything is going according to plan and the right picture and you know, give love and compassion to yourself. That's really the core. That's really the true essence of this life, to love yourself. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I had so much fun recording this. This literally flew through me. Like this spoke through me. This was not me speaking. I feel like I just got out of a trance there. I don't even, you know what's crazy is because I meditated so much before this. All of these words weren't coming from my mind, which is kind of weird. 
Like I wasn't necessarily thinking that much. I was just speaking. It was just coming through me. It was flowing through me. So I feel this was very channeled because this needed to be heard. Heard. This needed to be heard by a lot of people. So I'm. I, I feel really grateful for this episode um, flowing through me. Um, I felt very called to do this. I hope you had some epiphany moments and it really helped you. And I hope you give yourself more love and you stop being so cruel and mean to yourself because that is just the ego and fear. You are love, you are light, you are incredible. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And if no one has told you today, most likely not, but (laughs) I'm so proud of you because I don't think we give enough pride to ourselves with the fact of we've never been told in school how to manage our minds and how to manage our spirit. We're not told how to live like a human, you know? And so for someone who hasn't been given too much guidance, you're doing so incredible in this life, in this world. You're doing so incredible. Just the fact that you're able to wake up every day and do the things that you do, you are incredible. And you need praise and love for that, just for being you. You don't need to prove yourself to the world or be something or create something. You already are enough now. And it's not to say you can't go out there and do those things because I inspire like bold thinking. I inspire people to go out there and do things. But what I mean is, is that you don't need to feel you'll only be whole and worthy then. You are whole and worthy now. Okay? You are unconditional love now. You are incredible right now. You are complete right now. You are full of love right now. You are amazing. You are incredible. I love you all so much. Little plug now, we're going to talk really quickly about the Goal Getter Mindset Academy. This is my seven week program and is literally going to help you transcend. We actually talk in the first module, I actually speak a lot about this, which is I call it the ego versus, no, I call it the devil and the angel. The ego is the devil and the angel is the the soul, the spirit and, you know, the higher self. As, as I like to call it sometimes, um, and how we have a tug of war. And the module is called the tug of war because it's literally a tug of war between the two and we're exhausting ourselves because we're getting tugged back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I explain, this whole academy basically helps you manifest your dream, dream life through looking within. Um, it's incredible. It's my favorite product I've ever made. It, it just, I pour, poured my heart and soul and love into this and there's so much action-packed content, worksheets, um, pinups, so much stuff in there. Um, yeah, I'm just so proud of it. So if you want to check it out, it is in the show notes. Um, and you guys do know I have the 21 day manifestation challenge. That's just a fun challenge if you're wanting to start learning about manifestation um, and, you know, emitting the frequency going from within. So yeah, I hope you have a fantastic day. I loved this podcast. I love you guys and I will speak to you soon. Lots of love. Bye. Have a fantastic day.